Welcome to Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. All the big news and views from a big week in footy. Yeah, hello and welcome to Off The Bench NRL. Jason Matthews, Woogie not here still. He's uh, second week in Indonesia. He's been sending us some horrible, horrible videos and photos and we, uh, we hope we don't see any more because he's due back next week. Uh, so it's just me again for this Off The Bench episode. And what a week it's been. Of course, Dylan Brown was sentenced this week. And Reese Walsh, will he face the NRL Tribunal? And also, debate around Origin 3. What's Freddie going to do? Will he pick a side that goes down swinging? The players that he's used in Game 1 and Game 2? Or does he try and blood some new players into Origin for 2024? I Person myself, I think Freddie needs to go down swinging. Pick the players who we think can win Origin 3 as opposed to preparing for 2024. Origin has never been about development. It's always been about winning the game. So it's going to be interesting to see what Freddie and the selectors do in the coming weeks. This week on the show, you'll hear from Bulldogs winger Jacob Carras. What an exciting young outside back he is. He spoke to myself and Rat during the week about cracking first grade, first and foremost. Uh, how much Bulldogs means to him. And his plans to sometime, at some stage in his career, move into the centre position or fullback in the future. And also, we asked him, what was your first grade moment when you knew that he was playing first grade? What's your welcome to first grade moment? It's an interesting answer that comes from a particular player that he was playing against. You'll also hear from Australia's greatest Ironman, eight times winner of the Gutter Gold, four-time winner of the Neutral Grain Ironman Series, Ali Day. He's also a massive Roosters fan, massive NRL fan. And you'll be surprised, actually, when we ask him about what goes into your training and preparation for an Ironman competition. It is ridiculous how much this man has to put into his body from a food perspective, also a training perspective as well. It's been a huge week in the NRL, as we said. Reese Walsh found guilty at the NRL tribunal for contrary conduct. He was suspended for three games, of course, which rules him out of state of origin number three. So Caelan Ponga, well, he's advised Billy Slater that he won't be available. He made the decision before Origin 1 and he needs to focus on Newcastle Knights trying to make the finals. But most importantly, maybe his, his head probably wasn't in the right space as well. So AJ Brimson looks to be the probably the favourite there to, to wear the number one jersey. And well, one man that was called upon in Game 3 last year was Tommy Dearden. Could he find his way into the Queensland side somewhere for Game 3? Maybe worst case scenario he may be 18th man. So myself and Rat caught up with Tommy Dearden earlier on in the week, and this is thanks to Reem for our running hot segment. Except nothing less than Australia's best, that is Reem, and here's Tommy Dearden. Skill from him, and taps left it behind, and Dearden's there. Ah, oh, they'll take another try back to Townsville. What a win for North Queensland. Yeah, he's a tremendous young player, this man. He was called in when Cameron Munster fell sick yeah, for Game 3 in Origin last year. And he stepped up to the plate. Got the job done. One of the best players on the field. And he has now got the Cowboys also on the front foot. Firing. That man is the number six, Tommy Dearden. Joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Tommy? Yeah, going good. Thanks for having me on. Now, firstly, before we start talking about rugby league, now you're a kid from up around the Darling Downs, Toowoomba area. Come from a, a long line of very good rugby league players. Your uncle, Donnie Saunders, was one of comp with Toowoomba in the Queensland Cup. Now... Do you do any fishing in North Queensland? Does a kid from Toowoomba fish or not? Um, oh, I haven't really gotten into me fishing uh, lately. I know me, me old man would love it, but uh, no, I more stick to um, playing golf a bit up here. 
Who's the uh, – oh, I know Ruben Cotter's I, I, a mad fisherman, isn't he? Yeah. But, Ruben Cotter gets on the golf course. Do I see all the boys out there playing golf? Who's the one you got to keep your eye on? Who, who's the one that kicks the ball out from behind the tree or <laughs> yeah, rides down a bogey when they've had a double? Who's, who's the one you got to keep your eye on? Uh, I, reckon it's, I reckon it's Val Holmes. He's, he's a bit <laughs> arty. You think he's been in the trees and then he comes out and says he's got par. Yeah, right. He looks well, too honest, Val, to do anything like that. Yeah, well, maybe he is. Maybe he's just a freak at getting himself out of trouble. Mate, I, I wanted to ask you, mate, the last three games you've played, you've beaten the Storm, you've beaten the Panthers, you've beaten the Rabbits. Mate, it'd be fair to say you're going like bastards early in the year. You're just losing games that everyone expected you to win. Has there been something that you as a team or, or Todd identified that kicked this momentum off? Uh, I think... Um, I reckon something really clicked for us in that Melbourne game um, defensively. And I think uh, one thing we definitely learned last year is that the fence does win your footy games. And I think our defence was definitely not up to scratch in probably the first um, 10 to 12 rounds. And something that we've really been working hard on at training. And um, we're, we're getting better each week. And I thought um, even in the past three games, our best defensive performance was on the weekend. And something that we build our game off the back of. And we know if um, we can defend well, it gives us opportunities with the ball. Now, what's going up in the water in North Queensland? Because it seems as though you've got this production line of young, oh. fast, aggressive back rows. Of course, there's Jeremiah Nanai. And then you've got Helam Luke, who unfortunately is out again. Mm. And then you've got young Finny Fawaki, who's just coming off the back oh, fence. Wow. What's, what's going on up there? Yeah, I don't know. We've been um, blessed with back rolls, but I'll tell you one thing: at training, it's not very good when you when you're a half and you got all these um, big back rolls running. You know, all preseason, so it makes it um, tough for us. But well, I think it's awesome that we've um, we've got that depth in in the back row, and and I think all of them are, are such big, hard running um, back rolls, and they're so skillful as well. So it uh, it's really really good for us halves to have those players outside you. Now, I watched a lot of Scotty Drinkwater when he was contracted to the Melbourne Storm, playing with the East Tigers in the in the in the host plus tr- uh, cup, the Queensland Cup, um, Tommy, and and he was always one of those players that he didn't look like he had a lot of control in his game. Obviously, he's matured a little bit now. Give us a bit of an insight into the way that he looks at the game. Is he is he a big talker? Is he a person that's always in both you and Chad Townsend's ear about what he wants and where he needs to be? Yeah, he is. Um, he, he's, he's really smart with the game and he, and he knows so much. And um, I think he's really just backs himself with his skill and, and what he sees. And that's what makes him such a good player. Um, I know uh, me and Chaddy just try and give him, give him opportunities and little looks and he's just so, so good at executing. And, and yeah, he's always in our ear about um, keeping our eyes up and looking for opportunities. And um, yeah, it makes him such a great fullback for us and an awesome player to play with. Mate, uh, Chatty Townsend, he's, um, he's been around the traps. He's a premiership winner. Um, he went up there and, and it seemed like he, he, he turned the team around with his guidance in the middle. He just played that real calming effect. Uh, has he had a big effect on your game? Is he, is he good to play alongside? Yeah, I, I've learned so, uh, so much of him um, in the last couple of years. He's, he's such a composed character and he just knows how to get the team around the park. And I think having... Um, someone as experienced as him come up here where we have a, a lot of young players it's um it's been awesome and he's been um great for us and yeah I think um the way he gets the team around the park just uh, allows me to just um sit back and and take my opportunities and run the ball and yeah I've um really enjoyed um playing alongside Chuddy. Mate you're sitting 10th on the ladder at the moment you, you, you've only had one buy so so it's probably a 
you're probably sitting a little better compared to some teams that are above you. What's the goal for the back end of this season? Is is a real defence mindset? Because, I mean, on the weekend, you only let in six points against what is a pretty potent attacking mm. side in the in the Rabbits. Yeah, um, it, it's going to be going to be a complete um, defence mindset. Um, we know if we, we can defend well, it, it gives us opportunities to win games. And I know Toddy always speaks about playing the game the right way, and that's um, completing our sets, um, getting on the kick chase, and then uh, really um, hunting up in line speed and, and um, keeping the teams down in their own end. And uh, that's been the main focus for the last three weeks, and I can't see anything changing from that. And I know we just got to keep focusing on, on each week and um, winning each game, and that's just going to give us the best opportunity to, to be there at the back end of the year. Well, he's only a young coach when it comes to the first grade. The length of time he's been mm. a first grade coach, Toddy Payton, he's one of the world's great guys. He's he's highly intellectual. He's a, he's an amazing rugby league player. He's one of those players, probably one of the one of those good players that never played Origin that yep. probably deserved to. But as yeah. a coach, when you're going through that period, Tommy, when when you weren't winning a lot of games, and it can bring a lot of pressure on coaches and how they react. What was what's Toddy Payton like as a as a coach when there's a little bit of pressure on the group? Yeah, he's really composed, and I think he he knew what what our group can can do or, or could do. And I know his um, main focus was just trying to get get the best out of us there. And I know when um, we probably weren't putting the performance together that we would have liked, but he stayed really composed, and we kept um, working hard at training. And I know if we we can do that, and he knows that we can um, turn it around as well. So that's uh, yeah, he, he's so composed in situations, and you you never feel any pressure or any heat from Toddy. He just he knows what he expects from us, and um, yeah, he, he sets those standards. Now I know you're a proud Queenslander, but I'm pretty sure that you, along with your teammates, who would also be Queensland fans and trying to get a Queensland jersey, would have been up and about when they heard Reese Robson got his first Origin jersey. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, he, he's been a great um, part of our team, and, and he's a um, instrumental player for us. So it was awesome to see. Uh, yeah, Robbo get his debut for New South Wales, even though uh, a lot of us are Queenslanders. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I thought he thought he did a really good job too. Like he uh, he tuckered his heart out as, as he always does for us at club, and um, it was awesome to just see him um, get an opportunity out there and at the Origin level. Eighty minutes, eighty first minutes, Origin first in the Origin, it's pretty tough, and then backed it? it up on the weekend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's yeah. a tough bugger, isn't he? Hey, okay, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna put you through the uh, we're gonna put you through the sports day blowtorch where you throw some of your teammates under the under oh, the bus. Here. We okay, get, we so, like this. Tommy, I know you're yeah. you're an honest Toowoomba kid. Okay, so you never lie, and that's what that's what we love about you. Okay, so <laughs> you get two tickets to the best event anywhere in the world. Let's just use Super Bowl as an example, or the Masters or whatever. So you've got one ticket. And you can travel with one of your teammates. Who is it? Uh, I reckon it'd be Colin Hess. Yeah, he's a nice. um, pretty close mate of mine, and I think he he makes trips uh, very fun or very interesting. <laughs> Good bodyguard as well. Now, um, first yeah. to leave, who's the first to leave on Mad Monday? Um, uh, I'm gonna say Robbo. I reckon. Yeah. Uh, Oh really, Reese Robson? Straight out of there pretty early. Yeah, uh, too much rum around, I think. Yeah. You're a New South Wales kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, um, you need a teammate to stand on stage and tell a joke and make the entire room laugh. Is there one teammate that's the the go-to jokester? Uh, go-to jokester. I reckon. Um, that might be Drinky. He's a bit yes. of a larrikin, so he'd always have a funny story if he got up on stage. Best dancer. 
So you're at the Mad Cow. It's it's two thirty in the morning. There's just some great tunes that are rocking, and you've just you've just won eight in a row. You're going through to a grand final qualifier. Who's the one player that could just light up the dance floor? Uh, I'm going to say uh, Griffin Neem. Yeah, what? Oh, wow. The Mad Cow's like his son. Yeah, like his second home. So, yeah, just feel like he, he's right at home in, in his room doing some dancing. That's so. outstanding. That's outstanding. Okay, last one. What was Tommy Dearden's welcome to first grade moment? So what I mean by that is, was there a player that smashed you? Was there a player that you played against? Was it running out in front of the first crowd? What was your welcome to first grade moment? Uh, I think uh, I remember in my debut, I, I was uh, – playing halfback and I was marking up against I think Sam Burgess was the back rower and oh. uh, I remember just looking there and seeing Sammy Burgess and I just uh, yeah it made it all real for me but it was also um, pretty cool to be able to come up against <laughs> and, and tackle a player like that or, or try my best to tackle a player like that uh, yeah, good just stuff. get tangled up in their legs mate yeah. I did it for years, <laughs> made a career out of it <laughs> Yeah. You never take you never take a backward step. We know that, Tommy. The way you play. Five thirty p.m. this Saturday, the first of July. The Cowboys up against the West Tigers at Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville. Tommy didn't having a great season so far, and uh, thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. No, thanks for having me, guys. Cheers. He's a great kid, Tommy Dearden from the Cowboys and the resurgence from the Cowboys over the last four or five weeks sees them that they possibly could play finals again this year. We wish him all the best for the remainder of the season. He'll be a key if they are to play finals, except nothing less than Australia's best and installer ream, Australia's favourite hot water. After the break, Bulldogs outside back, Jacob Carraz. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Now a chance. They're away again. Here's Carraz. He shows it. Goes straight past Gutherson. It is all the Bulldogs. Jacob Carraz scores their third try of the day. He is one of the most exciting young outside backs we have in the National Rugby League at the moment. And I've got to say, Rat, Mm. I think it's not too long until he wears a blue jersey one day. Mate, phenomenal. Absolutely. Love him. That man is Canterbury Bulldogs outside back. Jacob Carraz is on the line for Sports Day. How are you, Jacob? Yeah, I'm good, guys. How are you going? Now, we're talking to your media manager off air. What's his nickname? They said we just call him the Habib. What's the story there? Yeah, it's um, Habib's an Arabic word. It actually means it means baby, but... Um, us celebs just say it as like brother, so we just say Habib all the time. So I've got all the boys in the club saying it now. <laughs> <laughs> nice, work. nice work. Now we're going to talk about some of your teammates a little bit later on. But initially, we we're reading up a little bit about you today, and obviously grew up playing in the Canterbury Bankstown district, the Barella Bears, and but you ended up at the North Queensland Cowboys on a three-year contract. How did that all come about? Yeah, um, it came from SG Ball. I was playing SG for Dragons, and then. Um, I was doing pretty good and then I got scouted by Cowboys was one of the clubs and it was um, Clinton Zammett he came and picked me up and then I thought it was the best opportunity for me for my career to go there and yeah um, I still would have been there if it wasn't for COVID so yeah Right so COVID opened the door for you to get back to yep. the Bulldogs so mate, well, when you were a kid who was the team that you supported? Yeah I was a Bulldogs fan die hard I used to go to all the games with my family so yeah I was a Diehard Bulldogs fan. 
mate. Um, I love watching you play. Uh, obviously, I was I was an outside back. I was I was a bit of a li- I was a bit smaller as a winger than you are. I, I, I met you down at the Bulldogs there a few weeks back. But mate, what are yeah. you what are you focus on in your game, mate? Is it is it about um, finishing or is it about you know chewing up those meters to give you forwards a break? Because mate, you've you've got some. You're just one of the biggest meter eaters in the game. Yeah, um, yeah. Coming in this year, I I wanted I wanted to. Um, make my game about you know helping the forwards out just telling them the front load in D and I'll come in and just help them out so I made sure I was fit in the pre-season I got my body right and so yeah so that's that was really my aim just to you know keep the forwards just out of it if I can come in and help them and it'll help the team I'll keep doing it so yeah that was like one of my goals in coming into the season mm. so mate who, do, you, do you model your game off anyone do, do you do you did you have an idol growing up that you said I'm going to play like him or do you, do you look at the game now and go I want to be like that player um if growing up I I love the way Josh Reynolds played with his like passion and his heart so he was one of my favorite players growing up the way he played as a like he really played with his heart like if I'm being honest he wasn't the most talented player, but because he played with his heart so much, it just inspired me, you know, just if you just compete on everything, everything will just happen. And probably now these days, if I'm being honest, I've looked, I've watched lots of um, Brian Toto, the way he just runs the ball. I've just, yeah, I've been studying him, the way he defends as well. So, yeah, so that's who I've been watching now these days. Hey, Jacob, do you watch a lot of, we talk to a lot of, NRL players, and some of them say, "No, when I'm not playing, I don't watch one bit of rugby league." And I, I find that hard to believe when it's when it's actually yeah. when it's your passion, it's your job. It's, mm. Do you watch a lot of rugby league away from playing? Um, yeah, like I don't watch every game, but I like to watch. You know, some of the top teams I like to watch. I like watching to be a Penrith. Um, I do just for my game. I like doing lots of video on my game and how I can improve. So I watch those top teams, those players that I look up to and try and see what I can implement in my game. So, yeah, obviously, I don't really, if I'm being honest, once I leave Belmore, I, I'll go home and talk to my family, don't speak about footy, I just want to, like, zone out and just relax. But when there's a game on, sometimes I think it's best for me just to see what I can learn and implement that in my game. Now, as a kid that grew up in the in the district playing in the juniors, what does it mean to a young man like yourself? You're only 21 years of age, not 22 till, till, till the off-season. What's it mean to run out of Belmore Belmore Oval in a game in front of a big crowd of your your local community. Yeah, it means the world. Um, I love that's why I love playing at Belmore. I think we should have more games in Belmore. But um, you know, running out, I've always came and watched all the um, boys when they used to play, and now you know every time I think about it, it just it's still crazy to me. It still feels like a, you know it is a dream. Every day I wake up, I'm very grateful for this. So. Yeah, it means the world to me and also my family. So, yeah. So, mate, how did you enjoy playing in the World Cup? Because you didn't play under Freddie, but you had a different type of coach, didn't you? Oh, Czech is the best. He's a great Czech guy, isn't he? Best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he didn't, you know, he doesn't really know much rugby league, but he was in the systems. He knew the simple, um, the simple stuff. But, yeah, he was one of the best um, rev up coaches. You know, he just made our team believe. So, yeah, he was actually really good. With yourself and that that World Cup when you were picked as a 17-year-old. So the international laws say that you've got to be over 18. Is that correct? Mm. But the Lebanon Rugby League laws say that you can be under 18 to play. So that must have been a confusing time for you. Yeah, that was weird because I remember I got yeah I got picked in the test match and then I played and that was fine. But then the World Nines, I got picked and then I played one game. But because it was under NRL rules, um, they told me, 
yeah, well, I played one game and then I was getting ready to play and then they said I wasn't allowed to play. So it was very, yeah, it was very interesting and odd, but uh, the rules are rules, I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, mate. Well, sometimes they, they hurt you, sometimes they help you, mate. Tell me, what, what, are you, what, are your, what are your goals in rugby league? What do you want to achieve uh, in the game? Yeah, um, obviously I got, if I'm being honest, I, I want to win a comp so bad. So obviously, you know, um, in the Bulldogs, it is going to take time, but that's my goal. I want to win a comp. And um, obviously individual, individually, I do want to play Origin. Um, that's one of my goals. And yeah, I want to, I want to be the best player, if I'm being honest. Yeah, eventually. Well, I think you're certainly on the way to that blue jumper, mate, yeah. the way you've been playing. Keep working hard, keep mm. working hard. Now, you said you like watching a bit of rugby league, but so who's a player that obviously doesn't play for the doggies? Who's a player that yeah. makes you watch them? Is there a player currently in the NRL that you say, I've got to watch that game because I love watching that player? Yeah, um, Stephen Crichton. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. So what impresses yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Um, the way he defends... Um, the way he defends, I think he's one of the best defensive centers in the game. So the way he defends, um, I really try to watch that as an outside back. Yeah, I honestly, you know, all the little stuff that he does that no one sees, I like. So, yeah, so it's good that he's coming in next year. Yeah, mate. Have you, have you always <laughs> been a, a winger, mate? Or have you, have, do you have aspirations to move into the centers or fullback? Is, that, is there aspirations for that down the track? Yeah, obviously down the track. Um, last year was my first year playing win. I used to wow. be actually a 5'8 and fullback my whole career. So I played um, yeah, played fullback when I was younger and then I played a bit of centre in SD ball and 5'8. And then, yeah, last year I, I debuted playing centre and then um, they threw me on the wing and I did a pretty good job and then they just yeah, have been here since. But obviously down the track, yeah, I do want to play... Um, I do want to get closer to the action, but right now I'm more focused on whatever's best for the team and I'll do anything. Yeah, I know the feeling, mate. I got thrown on the wing once too and I was all right at it and I got stuck <laughs> there for eight years. So yeah. I, I actually had to leave the That's codes it. to get off the wing. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you'll be right, mate. You, I think you'll get plenty of opportunity whether you want to play the way you're playing. Don't be one of those players like Matty Rogers was <laughs> when he'd walk in the coach's office every week and say, Coach, I'm better than this. I'm a 5'8". <laughs> I'm a 5'8", yeah, Coach. No, no, Don't no, get I into that. I just go do my job. Nice one, mate. Whatever, good, okay. good lad, Jacob. This is where we get to. This is where we get to you know, find out how much of a character you are. Okay, so we want you to let your personality yeah. out, and we're going to throw a couple of your teammates under the bus here. And I want it, I, I've, I've known Max King ever since he was a kid, so I want Max King to be one of these people involved what? in these questions. Yeah, okay? we need the truth. We okay. need the truth, and nothing but the truth. Okay, so. Yeah. If you got two tickets to any event around the world, any sporting event, let's let's say it's Super Bowl, for example, you've got one yeah. ticket and you can only travel with another teammate. Who's that other teammate and why? Um, I reckon probably Josh Reynolds. Yeah, right. I reckon Grub. Yeah. <laughs> Grub. Good travel companion. I reckon it would be bad guy. <laughs> He'd bite someone's ear off if yeah. they tried to pickpocket you or something. Hey, um... Okay, yeah, is there a teammate that you want to mute? Just what you want to turn them off for twenty four hours and not hear from them at all? Yeah. Is it just a pest? Probably Foxy, Fox. Oh, yeah. let's trot that. Oh, yeah. That's a that's an easy one in the team. Still <laughs> look at the boys they agree. <laughs> okay, who's the uh, who's the teammate Jacob that you could put on stage as a comedian and he could keep the crowd entertained with his jokes and his humour? No, no. Oh, Foxy, probably Foxy. Yeah. Again. yeah. <laughs> 
Whatever he says comes out, he's laughed funny. Whatever he says comes out of his mouth is funny. Do you know what? I, I reckon the fox is going to be the answer to the next question as well. Yeah, right. Okay, you're at the Belmore Leagues Club. You just had a massive win against the Penrith Panthers. You've beaten them by 30. Yeah. It's a Friday night. The coaches said, have the next three days off. So you go, let's go, let's go to the club, and you're all on the dance floor. Who's the player yeah. that everyone just stops and watches and goes, that guy can dance? Oh, no, New Brown. Oh, yeah. Oh, New Brown. Oh, I, see, I, saw, I saw a clip of him the he other day. He did that dance move. That little dance. Yeah. 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 He's insane. Yeah, yeah, him. He shocked a couple of boys. Yeah, nice. Okay, last question, Jacob. It's been great having you on. What was Jacob Carraz's welcome to first grade moment? And what I mean by that, was it running out in front of your family? Was it someone that smashed you in the first tackle? Or what was it? Um, I, I, it's probably my first tackle. And then I realized my first tackle was um, Payne Huss to kick off. That's all I remember. That was probably my welcome. To, yeah, that was like, yeah, I remember I was next to Josh, um, Jacko, Josh Jackson, and he was G-ing me up. Like, we're going to let's go, let's get him. And I'm like, wow, it's like pain hearts. And that was probably my first, you know, that's it, you're in the NRL. Yeah. He's done that to plenty of others yeah, as well. Yeah, hey, nice. Jacob, everyone is enjoying watching you play uh, NRL at the moment. You're only very young, but I think you're going to have many, many years impressing and, uh, and making us uh, – just love the way that you go about your business. So yeah. thanks very much for joining us on Sports Day, Jacob, and good luck this week. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good one. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. He is difficult to beat, and he is Australia's one of Australia's greatest Iron Men on record. He is Australia's He's greatest, greatest Iron Man. He's the greatest. Born in, in Clamour, mm. New South Wales, but he represents Surface Paradise, which is also the breeding ground of a couple of other pretty good champions. He um, was my hero growing up, one of the champions, Trevor Henry. Mate, well, mate, yeah, Carla Gilbert, she used to, I used to run track yep. and field with her back in the day. She was a freak of an athlete. Well, he loves his rugby league as well. I talk about eight-time Cool and Gutter Gold champion, four times Nutri-Grain Series winner, Ali Day, and he joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Ali? Yeah, going really well. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having us on. So, firstly, from Kiama, so who do you actually support in the rugby league? Mm. Oh, I was um, mum and dad. Oh, my mum's from the Northern Beaches, and uh, dad was from the Eastern Suburbs. So, um, as you know, Sats, I don't know if Maddie knows, but big Eastern Suburbs fan. Yeah. So I go for the Roosters. Then we moved south to Kiama. So, um, I guess you could say I was born in the area, but moved south like you know when I was two or three years old. So um, yeah, still supporting them. Roosters fan, eh? It's a tough old year for you today. What what are they got to do to change things, mate? Have you got any tips for them? Uh, well, I watched uh, obviously watched watch every game. I watched three sixty most nights. <laughs> you know, obviously it's a bit of a uh, Sats knows a bit of a passion or a bit of a hobby yeah. for me. I, I just love sport like you guys do, but. Yeah, I heard Robbo sort of saying that he needs to. They need to like loosen the grip of the club, sort of thing. So I, I, I have faith that it will, it, it will happen, um, and it will open up for them. It seems like they're almost trying too hard at yeah. the moment, doesn't it? So um, they've just had. I don't think there's any any real sort of like one thing you can pinpoint. But um, and I don't. I know they're not a club to make excuses either. But they've had just. A bit, a bit of a like disrupted sort of year in terms of a lot of you know positional changes and 
uh, guys being on report or, you know, um, just things like that happening in games. But, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, they, they probably should have won it on the weekend. Um, they just didn't start that well. So, but, yeah, as I said, it's still still a bit of time to go. And, I, you know, obviously really love to see them make the eight. And I still think they will. Now, growing up, Ali, as a kid, every Sunday afternoon in summer, just couldn't wait for the, the series to be on Sunday afternoons and watch Guy Andrews go How against Trevor Handy. And Craig Riddington was so oh, good in the man. swim. And But then when you look at winter, is winter your off-season? Like, what do you do in winter? Winter's almost our... It's almost like footy. It's our pre-season, right? So, like, this is where all the hard work uh, gets done. So, like, we, we race our national titles, which finished in, in early April, and you get, you know, a bit of April, a bit of May, and a bit of June off, and then, then we sort of start back. And the, the first race of the calendar is the cooling out of gold, which is in October. And, you know, for those that don't know, that's the, the, the marathon race. They made a movie about it in the 80s. It, it, it made that race famous. Um, Guy Leach, I was with only just the other day, uh, he was the first inaugural winner of the race. That's what the, 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 the cup is named after so you've obviously with a marathon race you've got to train you know a hell of a lot because it's um obviously 40 something k so we're doing all the work like as we speak right now so um so that in summer you know obviously when the the races roll around we're ready to go we're talking to ali day here on sports day australia's greatest iron man and this is brought to you by world gym australia improving lives through fitness rat yeah mate um growing up as a as a young athlete i mean i i i my, my old man was my hero and another footy player by the name of Brett Kenny. Who did you look up to when you were growing up? Uh, did you want to be a footy player or did you always want to be in the surf? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, mum and dad, obviously, particularly my dad, took us to so many sporting events. I, I idolised, um, I used to love Brad Fittler um, growing up and then Craig Wing for the Roosters. Mm. I remember getting a real close eye on those guys, like warming up at the SFS back in the day. But in terms of, I was more suited to surf life saving and I think... You know, the, the names like Dean and Darren Mercer um, and Phil Clayton from Wollongong or down in my way, I really looked up to. But as I got older and, and started to, I guess, you know, aspire or want to be and started to race those sorts of guys, it was it was Shannon Eckstein. He was like the, you know, in my eyes, he was the hardest person, the toughest competitor I've ever raced against. And, you know, you guys mentioned Trev at the top of the top of the show and, you know, he's, he's the president um, of Service Paradise Surf Club, and obviously I didn't get to race him. I've seen him race, seen the footage of him, sorry, racing, you know, um, way back when, and he would have been amazing to race against. But in terms of idol, idols, I think it was, um, it'd have to be someone like Shannon Eckstein. He was the one that I wanted to sort of, uh, you know, emulate and, and try to be like. Yeah, mate, I, um, I've heard like Courtney Hancock on on after a post interview, sort of giving it to a competition about you know Robin's racing basically, and you know it's, it's, it's not a it's, it's not for fun out there. Uh, is there. Is there much smack talk amongst the athletes, or are you all good mates and it's you patting each other on the back when you win or lose? Oh yeah, not, yeah, that's a good, good question. I think there used to be a lot more of it, um, but. I guess it's similar to like a lot of sports now. Everyone's a bit, including me, I'm a bit sort of, you know, scared to say something that that might give the opposition uh, or my competitors a bit of an advantage. So that there might be behind closed doors, mind you, I'm the oldest now in the series sort of thing. So maybe maybe there are a few people talking a bit of smack behind my back. But most of the thing I don't I don't really see. And and also at the same time, I um, you know, you do your best not to to really focus on that stuff. You focus on, you know, obviously just executing 
on the day, but I, I'd, I'd have to say it's definitely out there, particularly with those younger guys for sure. Well, mate, <laughs> I reckon what we need to do, and what we've talked about this for State of Origin, is we set up the UFC-style press conference with all the athletes, and before the race, you actually <laughs> yeah, say like you actually say what you think yeah. about each other, and you, you know, I'm going to kick your butt and swim, and you can't paddle, and mate, that's I mean, <laughs> yeah, and get yeah, the fans yeah. engaged. Like people, are, oh mate, this is going to be good. He hates him, and they're into him, and and even if you have to make it up, yeah. it'd be fun, wouldn't it? Like I already yeah, be unreal. I it was a, yeah, it'd be unreal. I think, you know, is that true what they said what they paid Gal? I don't know if that's true. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. they did. They did pay Gal. <laughs> well, I didn't believe that when I heard it the other day. But maybe, yeah, I think characters like that definitely help, um, you know, raise the bar. I still remember years ago, I think, I think Kane Eckstein, he came out and said he had more ticker than Kai Hurst. And, <laughs> and that was, you know, probably the last time that, you know, I'd heard something like that. But they're two guys that, again, the... There uh, have been greats of our sport, and and it really fired both of them up to come out and prove like who was you know who had, who had more ticker. So yeah, you're probably right, Maddie. We probably need a little bit more of that. Hey, Ali, you, you talk about the Eckstein brothers and and Shannon most notably, but we see so many brothers in sport are so different. You know, the Johns brothers are different. Jason and Darren Smith, very different, completely different. The Eckstein brothers, Kane and Shannon, are they the same? Are they polar opposites? Nah, they're polar opposites. Obviously, they've got the love and, and the drive and the discipline and the passion and all that sort of stuff. That And, and obviously, the skills that, that make them so amazing in the water. But, you know, I would, I'd would i have to say they're completely two different, completely, you know, kettles of fish, both of them. So, like, I've spent a fair bit of time with them over the years. And, um, yeah, they couldn't be, you know, any more opposite, if that makes sense. So your training, your training schedule, take us through what your week looks like, how much time you spend in the gym with, with the weights and resistance training compared to, to spending time on the sand and in the water? Yeah, most of it's starts just taken up in, in the water, obviously, and, and we're trying to master really like four disciplines. So you've got to be able to swim, you've got to be able to run, um, and you've got to be able to board paddle and ski paddle, and you've got to be able to do... Obviously, those three legs in the water um, in surf, too. So, like, you have no idea if it's going to be windy one day or if it's going to be flat or if it's going to be big, it's going to be cold, whatever it might be. You've got to be a master, really, at, at being able to read the ocean and be good on those three legs and, and use a run transition to, to transition those into an Ironman race. So, um, a lot of the time is spent um, in the pool in the mornings. I swim at Bond University five mornings a week. I'm in the gym um, a couple of days a week, a bit of Pilates as well. And then in the afternoon, it's the best part of the job. You're at the beach every afternoon or on the canals here on the Gold Coast, and you're either alternating between board and ski. And then on a uh, Saturday morning, we put that all together in our bread and butter session, which is our Ironman session. And um, so it's, it's anywhere between 13 to 16 sort of sessions a week. And, oh, you know, at the moment, as I mentioned before, you're doing – you're doing a lot, a lot of Ks at the moment just to make sure you're, um, you know, you're getting the shopping done early um, and making sure you're ready for that for that summer to roll around. So I've done a fair few pre-seasons now. I'm 33 now, so hopefully I've got a few more years left and, you know, I'm just trying to enjoy it um, as much as I can. I know that sounds cliche, but just trying to really enjoy, you know, the last few years of, um, of my career and, and, and hopefully they're just as successful as what they have been um, over the last few yeah, mate. You, know, you just said you're 33, so you're probably at the at the the pointy end of the career rather than the start. Um, when I when I started, I, I I thought I'm training so hard I can eat what I want. 
what, what what do you eat like pre-comp or you know during your training programs are you strict on your diet or do you, are you really sort of oh well, I'm training my butt off I can eat what I want or are you very very yeah, mindful I of did, that I, I didn't use I didn't used to be. I, um, you know, when you move out of home and, you, you know, I remember eating a lot of Domino's and drinking a lot of Pepsi Max and things <laughs> like that. And But it, uh, I still remember, you know, like living with a family and they asked how I wanted my steak and I was like, I don't know, I just have it how mum normally cooks it. I don't know what, what that is. So you like... Yeah, you learn you learn a lot when you move out of home. And to be honest, you know I still probably haven't learned that much. I went from living with a family to you know finding my girlfriend, who's now my wife, that does ninety nine point nine percent of the cooking. The only cooking I do is just pressing the Uber order for Gemellini's at um, at Nobby's Beach. So, oh, it's a, no, it, it, a good order. It, yeah, it is. It's bloody good on a Saturday night, but everything in moderation. I that's that's one area I've worked really hard at over the years is trying to find. The, the 0.1% or the 1% where I can make an area that, that might, you know, keep me training longer or, or being able to recover faster. I think sports science has come a long way um, in the last few years in terms of that nutrition. So it is something I take really, really seriously. And it's something that, you know, that I, I just don't want to leave a stone unturned. You know, with a few years to go, I may as well do my best. Um, and, and I can put my head on the pillow at night and know that, you know, I'm giving everything I can to this sport. So, um, yeah, diet for me, um, Matty, is pretty important. Yeah, nice. How's the young bloke going? You're a young kid, a young boy too, haven't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he's um, Danny's. Uh, he's nearly three. Oh, he's three in November, so two and two and a bit now, which is um, yeah, which is great. It adds that other, I guess, element, and you've got more to fight for when yeah. they're, when they're there. And always wanted that photo and. I'm not sure if you guys, you guys probably would have had it in your, you know, in your playing careers. Like, always wanted that photo post race or, or post game or whatever with your kid. And I'm stoked that I sort of got that. I saw all the older guys in my sport like winning races and and getting to have those moments with the kids on the beach. And I'm sure you, I'm, I'm, did you guys get that on the uh, footy field? I'm sure I got, I got, I got a. I got a losing photo with my son after the Rugby World Cup in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying. He was crying. He was about seven at the time. Yeah, yeah. I, got a... I think I've actually seen. I think I've actually seen that photo. <laughs> I got. I got a great photo with my son Jack. He was six at the time after the grand final. We both looking at the camera like celebrating, and he's a mad footy fan. And and now how the worlds have turned. Now he now works at Penrith in yeah, the footy wow. department. How so cool is that? yeah, it's interesting how it all, it all plays out. Hey, Ali. It's uh, always great to catch up with you. You always got a great story, and and I know it's in your off season, but I'm pretty sure you're you're working pretty hard towards uh, this upcoming summer. So for World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. Well, this guy is a legend, and thanks for joining us on Sports Day, Ali. Thanks, thanks, boys. Appreciate it. This is off the bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Yeah, we've got the final weekend of the Winter Carnival on this weekend and Queensland is your place to race. Just remember, what are you gambling with? And Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland joins us. How are you, Nelson? Um, going very well, thanks, Sats. Good evening to you. Good evening, Matty. Oh, Matty's a little bit disappointed. He didn't have a great day on the golf course. Today. Oh, mate, uh, it, it does disappoint yeah. me, Sats. I, I try really hard, it, and when yeah. it doesn't work out, I get a little bit disappointed. But but what is working out is the Winter Racing Carnival in Queensland. Nelson, what's going on this weekend? What 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 can we expect? 
just before I start on that, what does that mean, Saps? He shot three under or something? Yeah. Oh, He's very please. disappointed. No, don't you start. If don't it's got a positive, it. if, it's, <laughs> don't, don't, if it's got a, like a, a plus, like a, a two over yes. or three over. If it's in black, oh, you can, just, you like can read his body language. His shoulders are oh, slumped. Oh, makes me sick. <laughs> no, so can we talk about horse <laughs> racing, please? Okay. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> we, do, weekend, uh, we yeah. do finish off. Yeah, we do finish off the final weekend of, uh, of 10. It's been a, a long, long carnival, but it's been a cracking carnival. There's been some real highlights. Uh, we finish at the Sunshine Coast on Saturday. We've got the Groups 3 Winks Guineas. We have the listed Caloundra Cup, and we have the listed Glasshouse Handicap. So what is going to be a really good day's racing, uh, the, last, the last four races, those three are included in those last four. I think they're the most interesting of the day. So if you want to get out and have a hit early, Maddie, do that. Shoot yes. three under, and then you can come back and uh, get involved later in the day. Be hey, all over it. Nell, so uh, the Queensland racing has really been blessed, hasn't it, with the, the winter carnival and the weather? Oh, it's. I can't remember a carnival where we haven't had at least one heavy track or a slow track or a soft track somewhere along the way. If you remember last year, uh, both Doombin feature meetings, the Cup of the 10,000, were transferred to Eagle Farm. We had that much rain, whereas this year we've had nothing, and it looks as though we are just going to sneak in I hear we're going to get some uh, decent rain as of Monday. So we'll just sneak it in and get one more day, which will be terrific. Probably won't get uh, the sunny skies that we've had at, uh, at the Sunshine Coast on a Saturday, but at least it'll be dry. Okay. What are we spending our money on this week? Win some, lose well, more, of course. Of course. Uh, race seven, number two. This is the Wing Skinnies, Soothsayer. I think uh, Soothsayer can win here. Beautifully placed in the barrier draws. Gets a lovely... Well, should get a lovely run in the race. And, and this, is where, the this is where, this is where again, lines. sorry, Nelson. They're all Sunshine Coast. All Sunshine all Coast, sunshine yep. Coast. Yes. Uh, I'll start that again, Sooth. So I think he gets a lovely run from the gate. He's got the best form through Hawaii 5-0, Yellow Brick and Co. I think he'll win. So race seven, number two, Sooth Sayer. Uh, the eighth race, the Glass House. Bit of value here, number 14, Aureus Angel, at nearly double figure odds. Oh, uh, we love that. She's been going really well. Nelson. Yeah, she's been going really well. She's been storming home. Just like uh, Maddie does on the course, and uh, she gets fourteen hundred metres here, so she's going to love that. So back her each way, number fourteen, and in the last, number three, not race nine, number three, Rubiquitous. I think he'll go to the front, and I think that is the last they will see of him. It'll all be rump steak from there on. I think Rubiquitous <laughs> can lead throughout. So those those last three races, hopefully, will. Uh, We'll put some dollars in our pockets. Oh, straight to the Malula Bar Surf Club. Straight after it. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Outstanding. <laughs> exactly. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Last weekend of winter racing. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Thank you, Nelson. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.